Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. My guest today is Alex Cunningham. He's the head of partnerships at Perfect Keto, K-E-T-O. The website is perfectketo.com. Alex, how are you doing? I'm damn good. Thanks so much for having me on the show today. Yeah. Oh, and I, I was going to ask Alex to introduce himself, but I, uh, I found a, a nice little intro for him. So uh, he was born and raised in San Francisco. He graduated from Villanova University with a BS in chemical engineering, just like myself. Interesting. Not from Villanova, right but from another Chinese. university. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's passionate about nutrition, breaking down health myths and trends in the health food industry and Bay Area sports. And Alex is now the head of partnerships for Perfect Keto. It's a keto nutrition company. And he's co-founder of CarnivoreReviews.com, a carnivore community and education site. And uh, I'm, I'm here in Austin, so I, I fear for his life if he came here because of all the vegans. But uh, <laughs> I definitely su- support your efforts in, uh, in the world of, of carnivores. So that's great. Absolutely. It's a fun little, fun little community to be in. Well, cool. Well, I've, I've been looking forward to this. Um, I don't know if listeners know or care, but I take uh, ketones for quite a while, and uh, I've experienced quite a few benefits from them. But let's, let's, uh, let's hear you tell it. So, so tell me about Perfect Keto. What's the um, premise of the company, and uh, what are ketones for people that don't know? You know let's, let's get into that. Let's, tell me about the company. Yeah, absolutely. And I just got to say, I think it's dynamite that um, – you're bringing on a, a ketogenic nutrition company onto a podcast like Future Tech, um, just because it, it is very new and it feels like it's you know it's something that's going to be very uh, like much more ubiquitous a few years from now. Um, the, the talk of like ketones and exogenous ketones um, and being in ketosis it sounds very kind of like scary and mystical, but um, it's 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 really not. It's something that is just a very natural state. Uh, that humans are actually born in ketosis, but, you know, over years and years and years and tens of thousands of days of just, you know, regularly eating carbohydrates and eating anytime we're hungry and, you know, telling ourselves to proliferate and grow. And, uh, you know, very rarely do we experience scarcity or, you know, the need to metabolically break down our fat and uh, run on ketones. So that's the premise is that, you know, in the absence of carbohydrates, your body is going to start tapping into your fat stores and breaking them down into ketones. And then the ketones are what eventually shuttle energy uh, derived uh, cells. And it's really a revelation to like enter ketosis because you feel this constant source of energy. Uh, whereas, you know, for me, I had always been on the carbohydrate roller coaster for, you know, my 28 years of life. And, was just uh, resigned to the fact that I was going to feel lousy at 2 in the clock in the afternoon or like maybe 10 o'clock in the morning a couple hours after I ate, you know, a big day or muffin. <laughs> but when yeah. you starve yourself in carbohydrates, um, your body starts tapping into fat. You always have this amazing, um, you know, treasure trove of fat already on your body. And so it's kind of more like a laser beam type energy and you feel it um, as, as far as consistency and you also feel it as far as like, um, just like extreme clarity, uh, especially mentally. So it's a blast to, you know, finally get into it, but it's, it's difficult at first. And that's where kind of our company comes in, or at least our, 
product. They're called exogenous ketones. And so they're bioidentical to ketones that your body would produce within the body, except these are synthetic and you take them as a supplement. And the way I like to think about it is just a no-carb Gatorade. You know, you might take them for the same reasons. Like if you're uh, in glycolysis and, you know, you're, you want some energy, you might sip on a Gatorade or something like that. Um, and then if you are trying to run on fat, uh, then it'd be beneficial to sip on ketones for the same reason, just for energy. So that's what I use them for. I use them to, you know, kind of bridge the gap over those first couple of days transitioning into ketones, or sorry, into ketosis. Uh, and then once I'm there, uh, I will use them for a couple hour work session. I'll use them before a workout. And then even since then, I, you know, I've gone months out of keto, whether I'm just traveling or just, you know, don't feel like eating a low-carb diet for whatever reason, and I still take the ketones. Um, they've become a new staple, like best friend of mine, <laughs> um, because yeah. it's, I feel fantastic uh, at work, and I feel fantastic, like, before a workout when I just have a little bit of them. Yeah, when I first uh, learned about them and listened to interviews and contemplated, I was scared of them. I thought, wow, this must be, like, super powerful stuff. i got to be careful. So I started with, you know, like a third of a, third of a scoop, you know, once a day, and I felt fine. And then I went to, you know, half a scoop and then a full scoop. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to listen to what I noticed is, um, I mean, there's been a lot of benefits. So it's much easier for me to fast at least for a few hours. So, you know, for instance, I had to, you know, give blood and I went at like 2 p.m. And I asked the, the, the people at the blood place, I said, hey, do I have to be fasting? And they said, no, no, you don't. They said, oh, my God, have you been fasting? I said, yeah, I'm fine. Don't worry. They go, no, no, we'll, we'll draw the blood right away. And I had been up since 9 that morning, but I had the ketones and I was perfectly fine. I wasn't starving. I wasn't feeling terrible or anything. And if, you know, and that, when I compare that to when I'd have like a Danish for breakfast or cereal or whatever, I would, I would have eaten at least twice by then and still would have been starving by that point. So yeah, that's at least one of the benefits I've, I've noticed from taking them. It's remarkable. The hunger is just absolutely gone and it's it's very refreshing and so i mean yeah, um, it's, it's kind of like it, people get it confused at the weight loss type of supplement and i always like to first say that like no these do not cause weight loss don't just like take ketones expecting fat to just melt off your body but um they do make you feel full and so in that way they can be an awesome tool to like you said uh, you know kind of uh you know, navigate your day uh, without being starving or angry. Well, what what are the top reasons that uh, people will tell you that they they try out your product and they use your product? Most people start using our product because they get interested in the ketogenic diet and they're going to start the ketogenic diet. And then most people come for the weight loss um, portion of it, but people stay because of the way that it makes them feel. And that's I've seen that across the board. You know. Uh, whether they they hit their their target weight or uh, what have you, they just realize like, man, on a day to day, hour to hour basis, like this is what I prefer. Like I I prefer running on ketones, whether it's through nutritional ketosis or through just dosing, you know, a half a scoop of exogenous ketones a couple times a day. And shoot, it actually saved me money because <laughs> you know a, a scoop of ketones maybe it costs four dollars, but compare that to you know crushing danishes. <laughs> <laughs> like I used to do, mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, buying all my, my free workouts and stuff like that. And um, it's just a much simpler uh, uh, kind of way to, to go through the day. So a lot of people just stay for, for the feeling and, and the ease. Yeah, and just, you know, again, assuming people don't know, can you tell them about the ketogenic diet? What are the 
ratios of macronutrients look like and, you know, what's the, uh, the scientific reasoning to do it. Absolutely. And there's some very cool new literature coming out on just this, um, you know, the, the ratio of macronutrients. So, you know, if you go in, in research keto, what you're going to hear all the time is, you know, you need 75% of your calories, 75 to 80% from fat, uh, 20 to 25% from protein, and then 5% or less from carbohydrates. And you're going to want to keep your carbohydrates to 30 grams or under. Um, and that makes sense because, you know, following those guidelines, you'll certainly get into a state of ketosis. But, um, you know, being in ketosis, that's just a state of metabolism. It doesn't mean that you're necessarily being healthy just because you're in ketosis. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, people, that's a great place to start, that 75, 25, 5%. But then uh, once you kind of get into ketosis, I would certainly encourage um, tinkering with those ratios, like maybe increasing the protein a little bit and seeing, you know, how much protein you can tolerate and still feel great. Because the, the, the end goal is not to be in ketosis. The end goal is to feel great. And so, you know, I've been in ketosis before and felt like absolute crap. And I was wondering why. And, you know, it's probably because I was eating a low-quality diet and wasn't getting enough protein. So there's a lot of, like, little levers that you can pull, whether it's, you know, um, you know, seeing what your carbohydrate tolerance is or protein tolerance, but I feel like in general, people that are you know trying to restrict protein so much on on keto, I feel like you can you can ease off it a little bit and kind of test the upper limits, and and uh, that's a good way to um, kind of feel a little bit stronger on a ketogenic diet. Yeah, for myself and probably for I don't know a bunch of people, it's it's the keto diet is hard. I think uh, it's hard to do those ratios. They're they're super strict, so. I've been using the ketones as a way to make it a little friendlier and a little easier. You know, it's, I found it really hard to go with like only 30 grams of carbs. I have more, you know, not a ton more, but I feel like the ketones are uh, a way to, I guess, uh, cheat on the test, you know, to get, to, to get into uh-huh. ketosis and to, to get the, the feeling that you want without having to be super strict in keto. Do you, do you see it that way or do you see it as a different role? Uh, I see it similar. I, I see that it is certainly difficult to get that low of carbohydrates because, I mean, I've been there, the, the, the sugar addict, and I, I ran on sugar for, for 26 out of my 29 years, and it sucks coming off of sugar. It really is painful, and no matter how much willpower and, you know, resolve you have to change things, you know, by the time day two and day three rolls around and you feel awful, um, you're thinking to yourself, this is not the way I'm supposed to feel. Um, something must be wrong. I'm just going to go back to my old way of eating or, or, you know, maybe I need a, a quick cheat meal or something like that. But I tell you what, if you persist, um, the feeling on the other side of that is phenomenal. And it's really, it's, it's not easy, but it's simple. Like you just cut out all carbohydrates except for leafy green vegetables. And so, you know, you pretty much eat the fatty cuts of meat and you eat your leafy green vegetables. I feel like people make it a little too complicated thinking like, oh my gosh, I got to make all these fat bombs. I got to get, you know, source all these different oils and stuff like that, really just, you know, find some high-quality uh, fatty meat um, or, you know, you can grab your coconut oil, grab your avocados, um, stock up on just some fantastic foods and fall in love with eating real food, for God's sake. Um, this is not about, you know, white-knuckling it for six and a half days and then, you know, making it your cheat day. Um, and, and then it's because it just never pans out the way <laughs> you want it to be. It's, it's got it's to be like that next level of, um, uh, transformation where you actually just start falling in love with real food and you look forward to that 
salad or like that, that those those eggs and salmon or like that that grass fed grass finished beef that type of thing. Um, so it's but it's it's tough, you know. There's setbacks all along the way, and I think it's just important, you know, as we hit those setbacks, to just kind of like forgive ourselves and <laughs> you know take take the hammer out of our hands because uh, you know I see folks, you know, it's like they get to get a little dent in their car and they're like, oh, I better just go you know, total my whole, this whole car and just really fly off. <laughs> and it's just, it's just non-helpful thinking. So it's, it's not easy, but it's simple. Uh, and I would encourage everyone to at least try it. I don't think that it's um, the right thing for every single person to do all the time. However, I think, you know, a, giving your body the stimulus to operate on its own body fat um, and really giving it a full committed go for, three weeks, four weeks, um, can only be uh, a beneficial experiment because you can always use it as a tool and come back to it. Well, one thing I noticed is uh, when I first started doing the keto diet and when, I, you know, when I'm on it, I'm doing it, I can get super hungry. Like I'll eat at a, you know, I don't know, a Brazilian steakhouse and, and get really full. And then 15 minutes later, I'm starving again. So it's it's tough and the, the ketones definitely help to um, to alleviate some of that hunger. I think Maybe I was going, you know, higher protein than uh, than the diet says, but um, it's, it's amazing to me. I could eat like a big meal. I remember one time I ate, I think, like four or five eggs, and I had I don't know some kind of cream soup and something else. And, I, and like ten minutes later, I was starving, and I was like, "Man, this is crazy! How could I eat so much food and still be starving?" You know. <laughs> but uh, I can tell people definitely eating keto. You you really enjoy food. It's not like uh, a traditional diet where you you hate what you have to eat, like you eat delicious fatty cuts of meat. I mean, you eat all kinds of great stuff. I love what I eat, um, but the funny thing is, like you know, when I contrast it with carbs, if, if I don't know anymore, but you know, if I eat a bowl of pasta or or a lot of carbs, I just feel like blue. But you eat keto, you feel great, you know. And these uh, the supplements really seem to help a lot. So I don't know what your experience has been, but that's a great point you make. Uh, you know. Folks think that, you know, how am I going to survive without the pasta and the bread and the potatoes and stuff like that? And, sure, like, don't get me wrong, like, <laughs> like pasta and, 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 and carbs taste, taste great, but it's when they're in the combination with other fats, you know what I mean? And so when you go to a ketogenic diet, you kind of realize, damn, it's the fats that have been so delicious all this time. And if I were to eat just, like, a plain baked potato, that would suck. If I were to just eat plain pasta or something like that, that would suck. It's not the carbohydrates that are making it so awesome, but it's the combination of fats and carbs in the same meal, and it's also all this processed food that's hyper-palatable and designed to just light your brain up like a Christmas tree and says it's it's so incredibly delicious. But um, I I think you make a a great point. Like the ketogenic diet, it keeps all the delicious aspects of food in there. So, you know, it's something you can really enjoy eating and look forward to, like, just a phenomenal dinner, um, and and like you said, like you tend to feel more full throughout the day. It's not like you're white knuckling, starving yourself, um, you know, and just trying to <laughs> get by on broccoli and chicken. Yeah. So, what are some hints for people? Like, how have you seen people use the exogenous ketones in the right way versus the wrong way? Where they, you know, maybe they intend to do it the right way, but they either they have it at the wrong time or they have it and then they go have some food that you know, makes it useless. What what do you recommend? How how do they eat around it right way and how do they do it the wrong way? Well, I think uh, the way you mentioned that you use them is uh, 
is a phenomenal use case. You mentioned that you started off just kind of a little bit wary of them and started off with about a third of a scoop. And I would totally recommend that. Just go start small and kind of uh, work your way up to what you might find is the minimum effective dose for you. Because you know, especially the first time you ever take them, like it, it's it's a foreign substance. Like uh, your 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 uh, gastrointestinal system is going to be like, what the heck is this? Um, I don't need them. I'm going to get rid of them. <laughs> so you're going to feel some um, some some uh, stomach pains if you overload at the beginning. But I would definitely encourage folks to start small and persist with it. Like I had a bad first experience with my first scoop. I just got like really flush. I didn't feel good or anything like that. Um, but I came back to it and, you know, kept doing the half scoop kind of thing. And, and now it's it's just like a very much a staple of, you know, uh, like my morning beverage or like 2 o'clock in the afternoon I'll have another scoop of ketones. Um, and then during my workout I'll have like a half scoop as part of my uh, workout drink. So I think the approach is to treat it as just a little tool, a little energy boost, and not think that this powder is going to erase all my bad decisions. It's not like if you fall off the wagon and, you know, you're out with, with friends and you, you end up having a couple slices of pizza. If you go home and slam exogenous ketones, that's not going to magically put you back into ketosis. What it will do is it will raise the amount of ketones that are in your blood for about an hour to two hours, at least uh, in my experience. So what that's beneficial for is that you can bridge your way back to a state of nutritional ketosis and kind of process those carbs that you might have just ate. Um, and then uh, there's also some really cool literature coming out saying that exogenous ketones are still used preferentially by organs like the heart and the brain, even in the presence of carbohydrates. So that's important to me because if I'm eating a, you know, a high carbohydrate to get healthy uh, diet, um, I'm still using the ketones and I can still feel the benefits uh, in, at least mentally. Uh, I can feel like my brain's using the ketones. There's no doubt about it. And I think it's really promising for uh, concussion protocol, actually, in, in uh, contact sports. Because what happens when you're, you get a concussion is your neurons just get rocked. And so they get out of balance and then they're demanding all this extra glucose um, to try to regain um, homeostasis. And, but then at the same time, they have this decreased ability to uptake glucose. So it's a double whammy. They're wanting more sugar and they're getting less sugar. And so... So a reasonable, uh, you know, way around that is to give the brain ketones. It's a, you know, it's an alternative fuel source, and I hope to see them very soon uh, be part of uh, uh, concussion protocol. And again, you know, we talked a lot about the ketogenic diet. We talked about fat. We talked about obviously animal products. I mean, there may be vegetarians, vegans listening, etc. Is this considered a um, a food that a vegan could eat? Or vegetarian, you could, you could. I've seen uh, vegan keto cookbooks out there on Amazon, and I think it'd be wildly difficult because of how limited the options are. I mean, you can certainly roll with olives and coconut oils and avocados and things like that, and you can do it. You can get your fats, nuts, and seeds, and things like that. However, I think that it's, it, it, I, I, I actually, I probably shouldn't speak to it because I've never tried a vegetarian or a vegan keto diet. I
great micronutrient nutrition. And so uh, if you grab a, if you compare like a grass-fed beef or grass-fed beef liver um, compared to fruits and vegetables, it has a much higher micronutrient density um, for most micronutrients. So that's not to say fruits and veggies aren't healthy. They definitely are, but you just have to consume a lot of them to get the same micronutrients. Um, so meats, uh, like well-sourced, well-raised meats are very good, dense source of micronutrients. So I, I think for that reason, um, you know, it might be beneficial to incorporate meats, but I can certainly still see that, you know, you can, you can do it as a vegan or a vegetarian, and I've seen folks do it and still get, you know, the results they're looking for. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask, you know, but forget about the, uh, the, let's just assume, again, someone's vegan or vegetarian, they eat what they eat that's wonderful, but they just want to add in perfect keto, for instance. Um, have you seen people do that? You know, they're eating the way they want to eat for whatever reason, totally fine, but they're just adding in exogenous ketones. Have you seen that, first of all, they can do it, the ingredients are vegan or vegetarian friendly, and does it appear to help them? Yes, indeed. So for the exogenous ketones, those are totally vegan and uh, vegetarian friendly, no dairy, anything like that. We have a couple products that have collagen peptides in them, and so those are sourced from animals. So that's like our collagen protein or our nootropic blend uh, has a little bit of collagen in it. But besides that, um, NCTs are um, derived from uh, coconuts. I'm trying to think what else. We have you know, an electrolyte supplement. Um, the exogenous ketones, and we also have a micronutrient greens powder, and that's a great way to supplement fruits and veggies that you might be missing out on because you're not going to be eating the starchy fruits and vegetables like like beets and and and, uh, and apples and oranges and stuff like that are probably less desirable on a ketogenic diet. So um, I'd say yeah, there's there's uh, a ton of options. You know, even if you're not eating meat, um, to to supplement and kind of you know, put yourself in the best position to feel great. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to open that up for those kind of listeners, you know, that's fine. But back to meat. Just kidding. <laughs> um, so I'm sure people have questions. What is there any recommendations on where and how to take this? Like, for instance, just I, I take it in the morning. I don't eat for several hours after. So I have it on an empty stomach, and that's how I take the ketone. But is there any recommended protocol? Do you recommend people take it? Twice a day, you know, what about right before bed? Um, is it better in the morning? Is it better right before a meal, after a meal? What kind of experiences have you heard from customers and what seems to have different effects? Great question. So it's hard to just make a blanket prescription, but I'll start with the question about taking it right before bed because I think that's a, a, a popular and an interesting one. Totally fine to take them before bed um, because they're not a stimulant. They're just a metabolite of fat. And so it would literally be like the equivalent of uh, asking, you know, can I eat a couple almonds before bed? Is that going to keep me up? You know what I mean? Um, and so the answer is, is no. But um, as far as prescribing someone who has never tried exogenous ketones, what I'd recommend is, is go with that quarter to uh, a half a scoop first thing in the morning, like you said. Because in the mornings, we're typically 8 to 10 to 12 hours fasted already. And we're getting into mild ketosis, even if we're not doing a ketogenic diet. You know, if you, if you take 12 hours off from eating, your body is probably producing a very, very low level of ketones. Uh, in the morning, you also have, like, very high levels of uh, cortisol and low levels of insulin. So it's the best time to probably experience the benefits of dosing with ketones. Um, so I would roll with that. Do, do a little bit uh, first thing in the morning. And then I would do a little bit, um, you know, 
during your day where you might otherwise feel a little sluggish um, and just pop it in there for, for those couple of spots. Okay, sorry. Any any other protocols you've heard that are, are interesting to you? I mean, I guess you do it. That's how you do it. Any, um, you get anecdotes from anyone else in the company or customers where they do it and you were like, hmm, that's an interesting way to do it? Hmm. You know, I think the interesting things I've seen is just the way that people get creative making recipes with them. I've seen folks make, you know, peaches and cream ketone popsicles with our peaches and cream flavor. Like, you know, our salted caramel is makes a coffee literally tastes like a, a Starbucks frappuccino. It's ridiculous. Um, so I've seen some incredible smoothies and just like people get very creative. And me, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just a, a dull, you know, basic person who just like shakes it up in water and, and I just get it in there. But uh, you can really make some, some awesome uh, treats uh, and, and you can bake with uh, them. You can bake with uh, any of our other products, especially the collagen product is just like, incredible uh, for making healthy healthy baking. So um, if you want to treat yourself, I totally recommend that. And then this is a, a science question. I don't know if you, know, if you can't answer it. Do you know if, if having them right before a meal would change the insulin response versus having them right after a meal? What would be the difference there? Do you know or what, the science isn't there yet? You know, I, I don't know the answer and I'm just trying to draw on like what I, what I do know and um, I, I just, I have the feeling that the the meal would, um, you know, kind of provoke the same insulin response, whether you took ketones beforehand or not. Um, that that would be my first tendency. I, I wouldn't think that ketones would blunt the insulin response or the way that, you know, the, the meal is processed um, or the rate at which it's processed. Uh, but, boy, I, I have to say I don't know. Okay. And I guess I, I could see maybe before a test, if someone had to take a test, this may help them because it may stimulate their uh, their ability to think, or like you said, when they feel sluggish. Um, any other I wish I I wish I yeah. had this uh, in school, no doubt about it, because mm. I, that's what I use it for. Is I, is I try to work in you know 90 minutes to 120 minutes first, um, and I take ketones before each time because like I, it, I just feel outstanding having taken some ketones. It's just uh, it's just I can't, I can't I can't go back to just the regular coffee. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, I guess um, before maybe a, you know before a stressful event or you know if you need to go without eating for a while for some reason uh, you're traveling that kind of stuff. You know, I was telling you before the call. This is for listeners too. You know, when I travel, it, it's like almost impossible to get this stuff in other countries. They don't even know what it is. So I take you know the powdered. Uh, Perfect keto stuff, and I have it. And I don't bother get bothered by TSA, and it works great. So that's, oh boy, uh, that's a that's a great point you bring up. I 100% forgot about that. Is that traveling can be brutal. Like airport food, you don't have many options, or maybe you know you, you're just worried you're going to be stuck uh, in an area where you can't get food for a while. Like this, this is a you know a handy dandy <laughs> hunger hunger blocker. Yeah, definitely. Well, very good. Um, so what's the best way for uh, for people to get and try Perfect Keto? Absolutely. So the um, the website is www.perfectketo.com. We also have a Facebook group, which is really fun. Uh, it's a bunch of folks that are new to the ketogenic diet or new to using our products. Um, and it's difficult to, to navigate, like, you know, how to best dial it in. And so uh, myself and the founder, Dr. Anthony Gustin, are always in that Facebook group. Um, just trying to answer questions and have someone to be helpful. And that is www.perfectketo.com backslash SB as in Facebook. Okay. 
Well, very good. Well, Alex, I appreciate you being on the call, and uh, this is great. Like I said, I have experience with this stuff. I, it's helped me a lot, and uh, I hope listeners will take a look at it. So thanks. Absolutely. It's an honor to be on the show, and uh, I, I'm glad the ketones have been awesome for you, and thanks for letting me get to <laughs> talk about it. I know I'm, I know I'm a windbag. <laughs> no problem. No problem. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.